Hello and thank you for joining me on today's podcast. I am Brian Shepard, the founder and creator of Cinderella Strong. There are some things that I believe about you. I believe that you are beautiful. I believe that you are amazing and I believe that you are strong. I also believe that you possess the power to transform your life. And with that, let's jump into today's podcast. I want to talk to you today about the possibilities of life, about possibility that exists not just in your reality that you see all around you, but the possibilities that exist in the reality of your thoughts. So we think that having an imagination somewhere after elementary school and after coloring pages of coloring books, we think that imagination is somehow supposed to fade away and we're supposed to grow up and become grown-ups and handle grown-up responsibilities and do grown-up things. But let me tell you, Having an imagination and dreaming is one of the most powerful grown-up tools that you can use. Don't be limited by the fact that whatever you see around you is in contrast to your dreams. Let me explain to you why. When I began Cinderella Strong, I did not begin it as some expert with women. I did not begin it with clients overflowing I did not begin at that place. I began with a thought. I began with a thought based upon some life experiences that I had encountered, and I believed that there was an opportunity for me to help other people. So in life, growing up, I was, for some reason, the person, the man that women would come to to talk to. So they would come and bring me their their, their life experiences. They would bring me their struggles. They would tell me about uh, their relationships. These are the dialogues that I would have from the time that I was very young. I'm talking, you know, 11, 12 years old. uh, People would be sharing with me their experiences. Some of the experiences that I would hear were horrible. These experiences, when, when, when women would approach me and talk to me about being molested and being raped, these experiences were, they were horrible to hear about. But these women were also able to release pain that they had been carrying, uh, hidden secrets, dark secrets that they had not told anyone else. They were sharing them with me. And at one point, I remember, I remember being in my room and crying. I was crying and asking God, why, why did he allow these women to tell me these horrible stories? And I was asking God, why, why me? Why would you, why would you allow these people to tell me these stories? Why are they telling me these stories? And what I, what I heard on the inside was, why not you? You're willing to listen. Why not you? And that changed my whole perspective. That the opportunity that I was receiving to be someone's, someone's listening ear, someone's safe place, a haven, uh, what I call myself as a, a safety deposit box, which has since grown to be, become a vault. Um, I, was, I was that person for these people, these women that had been hurting and 
I realized just how much of an honor it is. After my undergraduate studies in college, I went on to become a massage therapist. And being a massage therapist, I found out that I was able to interact and work with people at a very vulnerable place, in a very vulnerable situation. These people, these individuals, male and female alike, when they were in my treatment room, they would come into my treatment room and once they were there, we would, we would talk and we would exchange thoughts. I would ask them about their hurts, their pains, their aches. I would watch them. I would watch them walk in. I would look at their body mechanics, how they were moving. I would assess their overall energy. And so I'm, I'm in these moments each and every day as I'm working with someone, I'm, I'm developing my skills to assess their being. And assessing their being I was picking up some skills that would allow me to later in life help women. So as I was assessing them, I would find out how they were hurting and, and then we would begin working together. And before we could begin the process of work and them receiving a massage and me giving it, they would, in many cases, disrobe. And so people would ask, well, how, you know, how, how much clothes should I wear? And my response to them would be, I would like for you to disrobe to your level of comfort. So allowing them to be in control of the situation, they could disrobe to their level of comfort. And, and some people would ask, well, can I take off all of my clothes? I said, yes, you can, you can take off all of your clothes. You can fully disrobe. And then I would give them instructions. And we have the table set up with, with the sheets and the blankets on it and say, all right, well, you'll get underneath the top sheet and you'll lay face down or however we were going to start the sequence of the session. And so people would take off their clothes within just a few minutes of me meeting them and talking with them. And then they're laying there naked. All types of different body types, male, female, large, small. They would be there and we would work. I would, I would enter the room and then um, I would knock before I would enter the room and then I would approach them and before beginning the session, they're laying there, I would, I would instruct them to take a few nice deep breaths and at that point I would ask, is it okay for me to touch you? Is it okay for me to, when I was asking, was it okay for me to enter into your, your comfort zone and touch you? Now, they're there to receive touch they're there to receive a massage but I wanted still to honor them and they would say yes you know you you can begin the, the session and then I would touch them begin the contact and we would begin to work together what I realized is the vulnerability of those moments when someone is laying there perhaps with very little clothing on or no clothing at all it's a vulnerable moment and a person is trusting me to be a man of integrity while I am touching them, while I am, you know, massaging them, while, while I am bringing them comfort, I am serving them. And so these, these same attributes and traits then apply now throughout life everywhere. And in, in working with women and working with their, their issues and working with their struggles and working with helping them with their dreams, it's a place of vulnerability. 
for you to share your dream is a place of vulnerability because you are in your place of imagination. You are looking at your life and, and saying, I know that I'm here, but I am just crazy enough and, and silly enough and daring enough to think about something else, to think about something more, to think perhaps there's, there's opportunity in life beyond this moment. And I want to encourage you to believe that and to go for it. I'm not speaking to you as someone that's just filling your head up with false hopes and and empty promises. No, if you are dreaming right now of something, that means there's something that you have conceived in your mind. There's That means there's a possibility that you can actually make a reality. Your dreams and your hopes, they're not meant to torment you. It would be torment to have dreams and never be able to fulfill them. That would simply be torment. Now, what a dream will do, it will cause you it will challenge you to step outside of what is comfortable. Remember, a dream, it's, it's based in imagination. A dream can be ridiculous, meaning someone may ridicule you for it. But that's okay. It's your dream. People don't have to see your dream. When you, when you close your eyes and you go to sleep at night, you're laying there in bed, covers wrapped around you, you're... You're snuggle, snuggled up and all comfortable. When you get into that really good place of sleep, you know, you have one of your dreams. Guess how many people see that? Only you. No one else is seeing your dreams when you dream them at night and you're laying there. So when you are wide awake and driving down the street and you're having a vision and a dream of what your life can be, no one else has to see that. No one else is going to see that. You're going to see that. It's going to, it's going to come alive in your mind. Something's going to break free in your heart. And it's for you. You know what a dream does when you begin to pursue it? It begins to open up your life. It begins to feed you because a dream is, is it's based in something that is greater than you're right now. No one dreams dreams about being smaller. That would be a nightmare. No, we dream dreams of something greater. And so that hope has this ability to open your life up for a greater blossom. If you look at yourself and if you saw yourself as a flower, a flower that is unfolding layer by layer, you would realize that your dreams are helping to feed you so that you could open up in a full blossom. You have within you everything that it takes to dream a dream. Do you have everything that you need right now in your hands in order to fulfill the dream? No, maybe not. You don't have to. That's that's okay. But the beauty of a dream is this. As you begin to pursue it, as you begin to focus on it and look at it and move towards it, and as your energy is geared towards it and as you open your arms to receive it, you give yourself an opportunity to now attract towards you the very thing that your dream needs in order to live. Cinderella Strong, I I didn't have everything I needed for Cinderella Strong when I began. When I began Cinderella Strong, it it began as a thought inside of a a high school. When I was sharing it inside of a high school with high school girls, we were sitting on the floor and we were talking and I was telling them about this idea and dream that I had and this vision for helping women, helping young girls. And I was talking to them because I wanted to see what they thought 
because I knew I would be serving them and people that look like them and their age demographics. And so I wanted to know, what, what, what do you think about this idea? And they received it and they listened to it and they, they thought it was cool. They said, this is, this is a really cool idea. Go for it. And so they were excited about it. But I didn't have all of the resources that I needed. But along the way, I haven't given up on the dream of Cinderella Strong. So I, I just keep moving forward and keep talking about it and keep sharing it. And then what happens is it makes it into someone's ear. And then someone wants to be a part of it. And someone wants to engage in the work of it. And someone has a dream. And, and their dream starts coming alive because... They're hearing this message that they're beautiful, amazing, and strong, and that they can become everything they're destined to be. And so I just keep rehearsing it. I, 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 started, I started dreaming. I started dreaming. I said, I, I picture every woman of Cinderella Strong having a Cinderella Strong shirt, and, and I, I have all these ideas and these dreams. And, and so I dream of, of having a Cinderella Strong cruise where women from all around the world wearing their Cinderella Strong apparel, apparel would converge on a cruise ship and, and women would be able to meet women from other places in the world that, that were Cinderella Strong as well. I look at Cinderella Strong and I said, I believe that Cinderella Strong will have chapters all over the world, like other sororities, but Cinderella Strong would be a sorority of strength for any woman, for any young girl, that they could be a part of it and they could grow in their life and be strong. And that older women would contribute to younger women and that younger women would contribute to those women that are even younger than them. And so we have this, this process and this system of developing a sisterhood of strength. And I believe that we would have that cruise and people would come together and, and they would speak to someone and say, oh, where are you from? And, oh, I'm from France. And where are you from? Oh, I'm from South America and I'm from Wisconsin and all over the world. Has that happened yet? No. <laughs> Do I believe it? Yes, absolutely. Why? Because it's possible. It's possible. I, I remember in one of the movies, I've watched several different versions of the movie Cinderella. And I remember in one particular movie, there was a song that said it's possible. It's possible for a plain yellow pumpkin to become a golden carriage. And I always like that line. It's possible for a plain yellow pumpkin to become a golden carriage. To think about that, that to personify this situation, that pumpkin on a particular day did not did not know that it was going to become a golden carriage. That pumpkin was in the pumpkin patch with other pumpkins doing pumpkin things, hoping probably not to be picked so that it could be turned into a jack-o'-lantern but it was there and someone saw the pumpkin and said this pumpkin can serve the purpose and become a golden carriage I, I started thinking about the possibilities think about how ridiculous this is that the mice the mice could become horses the horse could become a carriageman a woman that had just been beaten up, attacked, jumped. And in many cases, if you look at the violence of the situation in the movie Cinderella, if you look at what happens when she comes down the stairs the very first time and, and she's wearing the, the ensemble that has come from 
the assorted pieces that her mice friends had run around and gathered because her sisters had discarded them and her, she had her mother's old dress and some pearls from here and there. And, and so she basically was working with the scraps, but she put it together and she was feeling good about making something out of the scraps. And she gets jumped. And essentially, the violence of this, she gets raped. If you looked at that situation, that moment, if a man or a couple men had attacked a woman the way those two girls had attacked her, we would look at that as rape. And even though it was two women jumping another woman, woman, the violence of the situation looks very much like rape. And what they did to her spirit in that moment was to rape her spirit. To take from her the virtue of that moment where she was so pleased and so filled with hope and excited because she had finished her chores. She had overcome every obstacle that had been standing in her way, those obstacles that had been presented to keep her from being able to attend the ball. She, she had championed over them. She succeeded only to have everything stripped away. So we look at those moments and realize that she comes to a moment where they're still possible. It's still possible for her to attend this ball. It's still possible for her to have this moment. It was possible. It was possible for a woman that had been through all of that to still come into come into an interaction with someone else that would help transform her life and take the situations as they were and help turn it all around so that she could experience that fine moment anyway. I believe when I looked at my life and I looked at the opportunities of Cinderella Strong, I believe very much in, in a certain sense that I was in the role of the fairy godmother. I'm not a woman, I'm a man, so perhaps I'm the good godfather. And this message, this message is for you because perhaps you've been in a situation where life has stripped you of everything that has perhaps even given you hope. Perhaps someone has done something so violent to you that has caused you to question your worth and value. Perhaps those, there have been people in your life that have overlooked you. Perhaps there are people there that were supposed to protect you that didn't. And your, and your heart is broken from that. Perhaps the message that I can share with you can help transform your life so that you can still see that your finest moment has not passed. So that you can realize that you are still worthy of having your ball. Think about that. In life, you can still have a ball. Have a ball. <laughs> you might be hurting. I don't want to minimize your situation because I know that it is very real to you, what you've experienced in life. But let me tell you this. You are not dead. You are still alive. And because you are still alive, you have an opportunity to not only be alive, but you have an opportunity to live more abundantly than ever before. You have an opportunity to take the situations that have happened to you and you can turn them around and use them 
so that you can be stronger than ever. Let me tell you something about you, and you may not have realized this about you. You are so strong that you endured what you went through. You've been carrying it all this time, and it has not destroyed you. That's how strong you are. You have been carrying it. Because you have been carrying the weight of your situation, that situation has been making you stronger because you've been walking with it. You've been living with it. You've been going to work with it. You've been struggling. How about this? You've been even struggling in your mind with it. But you know what that struggle has done? It has made you so strong that you've been able to endure the struggle to get to this moment to realize that you are actually strong. You are not finished. You are not done. You have not been destroyed. This is a new day dawning for you. Sister, things are turning around for you. But now it's time for you to believe it. Maybe you need to rehearse this in your mind each and every day so that you realize that you are beautiful and that you are amazing and that you are strong and that what life has presented you and what people have done to you has not been able to conquer you. You've outlasted the situations and the circumstances. And now it's time for you to begin dreaming right in the face of your opposition. It's time for you to look at what tried to destroy you and now it's time for you to make a mockery of it and said, I'm going to dream anyway. I know that I was molested, but I'm going to dream anyway. I know that I was raped, but I'm going to dream anyway. I know that my husband left me, but I'm going to dream anyway. I know that my children right now are running around the house crazy, but I'm going to dream anyway. I know that the money is tight, but I'm going to dream anyway. You can, you can articulate whatever your situation is and then attach to it just in pure dominance and mocking the fact that it would try to stop you. You say, I know what my situation has been, but I am going to dream anyway. I'm not letting my dreams die with that circumstance that came against me. I'm not letting my dreams end right there. You didn't destroy me. You tried to, but you didn't. So I'm going to keep dreaming. I'm going to dream myself into a new situation. Do you know that in Cinderella, all that time when she was locked in her room, when she was trapped and she was caged up in that room, when someone tried to keep her boxed in to one small situation, you know what she was able to do? She was able to look out every single day towards the palace. She always kept her eyes on the vision of where she was headed. She had a perspective of the palace. Each and every day, locked up. Whether or not she was able to move around freely, that time when she was locked in her room, she still had a view. She still had a perspective. She still could see when they were trying to keep her from that place of destiny. She was locked up, but she could still see it. I'm just asking you right now to open your eyes to a new opportunity of life so that you can begin seeing what's there for you. Somebody may not have told you, but now this is your moment. You're listening because it's meant for you. This is not a joke. This is no game. This is, this is your life. Sister, you are, you're so strong. You're amazing. That's why you're amazing. Your strength is amazing. You have outlasted so much. You are amazing. People have talked to you. People have talked about you because you're, you're too pretty. Right. Because because you're so pretty, they had said there's no way that you achieve the status that you achieved in work and in, in your professional career. And only your looks got you there. 
You had to endure that. And so for some, someone might say, oh, that's nothing. Oh, but for you, that's been something. Someone has tried to make you feel bad, feel bad about the way that you look, the fact that you are visually appealing to others. They tried to make you feel bad about that and you've endured it. But let me just tell you this. Stop hiding your beauty. Don't hide your beauty because the woman or the person next to you doesn't realize theirs. It's time for you to let go. It's time for you to shine. It's time for you to open up your life and look at it for what it can be. Stop looking at the circumference of your waist and judging your whole life based upon that because that is not your existence. That does not rule you. Sister, I just want to tell you, whatever your situation is, whatever moment that you are in, it is time for you to dream in the face of it all. You are beautiful. You are amazing. You are strong. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Go out and become all that you are destined to be. Thank you for listening. Have a great day.